Wa alaikum salam. How you doing, my man? Alhamdulillah, man. Can't complain. Yeah. All good. All good in the hood. That, that's what it's about, man. Yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, this is episode two of the game IQ. You know how it's gonna be. Um, I'm joined to you today by a close friend, a brother. Um, I don't know if you want me to go off alias or actual like uh, actual uh, gov. I mean, with my YouTube channel, uh, I literally say "Am I Vis- Muhammad Imam, aka Am I Visual?" So I, <laughs> I shoot out both <laughs> on every single yeah. video. So yeah, it's out there. Yeah, so fair play. This is Senor MI Visuals, man. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, and um, I'm just getting many people involved in creation. Many people, many people like involved in curation, uh, and that affects sports. So with yourself, Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of deep dive into what that would entice in the brand, in the brand of sports, in the franchising of sports. So you have many things across the board you know you've got the social media aspect you have the graphic design aspect and this is where the creativity comes in expression comes in Mm -hmm. so what do you think about just generally like the power of social media as a thing i mean should i introduce myself a bit since it seems like you're you're focusing around my creative side (laughs) Um, Um, yeah we might as well do that actually yeah just a little bit of a background into yourself and like Okay, As cool. to how. Yeah, so I'm Imam, okay, in my visuals. I've been doing graphic design for maybe six years now. And um, for the last six months, I've been running a YouTube channel with a friend, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and that's to do with creative education. I'm trying to give back to people that are in similar positions to where we were maybe five years ago and mm. try to help guide them and also show what we've learned and speak to other um, established professionals in the creative world to see what they're saying, mm. learn their stories and try and tell them as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, that's me. And, and you're doing that from a visual uh, perspective and on the audio as well. You're yes, on um, YouTube and all the uh, podcasting platforms, yes, right? Yes, sir. I've been doing podcasting for quite a, quite a long time now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe four, going on four years now. Uh, it's been wow. it's been interesting. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I've done, I've recorded in cafes, uh, mm. out in the sheds, in houses, in studios, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. funny because uh, the ones that are in cafes or sheds usually ended up being the more natural ones. But, really, uh, <laughs> like with the studio I, I, I and stuff, even... you're like you're paying money and stuff, and then you're like, yeah, I have to make this work. Do you think that kind of in- creates like a sense of? anxiety to some degree yeah 100 <laughs> percent. because i'm there like now i have to put my yeah. game piece and i have to perform for the people especially uh, when it's on video as well uh then i'm like all right the camera's on me now too <laughs> that's another factor uh, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of factors in play that way but um yeah man podcast i'm doing currently with the blueprint as well that's my my brand on youtube called the blueprint yeah. with a one uh with a without any e in the middle so mm. um the blu print um and yeah with that podcast it's just about like learning from creatives and other creatives and, and also just telling our mm. own stories and any creative struggles we have mm. and trying to inspire people in that way hopefully uh, so yeah mm. now nah, that that's um this is really good stuff to hear i think with yourself in the with muslims in the cyberspace you've been one of those people that jumped into podcast and from a minute you know this is yeah. 
more than half a decade nearly think about that like <laughs> that's some gravitas you know yeah uh i mean i've been doing it for a minute but yeah it's been on it's been on and off it's been on and off uh it's funny because i still complain about my mic quality <laughs> yeah <laughs> you would think by now i'd have like at least some kind of mic setup where I'm like mm. every time i'm ready to record i always just step up and go in but yeah i always have to faff about with my mic till this day to this people day. sometimes they like that kind of that grainy kind of like garage self vibe going on you know like, i don't i don't so i don't want to <laughs> i don't put yeah. people through it <laughs> but, um, you know what's funny i haven't actually listened to the first episode yet it's been on my to-do list for a while um, oh yeah i mean we're just out the gate so you're not gate. missing too much yet inshallah but yeah so like i mean i'm gonna listen back to it anyway but like have you introduced mm-hmm. yourself like in terms of so your sport in identity how you grew yeah. up consuming content and what if you're playing sports or whatever have you uh, given a bit about yourself you know what if not i, I, I would like I to hear even, yeah i don't i don't think i even gave the deepest profile i think a lot of people that would hear this usually would be people that i'm associated with or right. if they followed the algorithms and they found something that made sense to them, like through the, the platforms and whatnot. Right. But with myself, um, I've been, I'm, my main game that I would say I'm involved in is mainly football. I, I've mm-hmm. been a coach since the age of 19. Really? I'm 27 now. Yeah, well, <laughs> since 19. Um, I started just in parks, just creating sessions for local kids and, and it was free to come. Uh, that was like a, a modicum of targeting, like, um, you know, procrastination in communities, antisocial behavior and whatnot. People come in and meet people. And it helps me be a coach of uh, people that are just coming on the fly. So you have, like, different people come all the time. And then slowly, slowly, I found opportunities to get um, qualified in FA badges, level one, level two, et cetera. Right. Um, start working with Sunday league teams, then certain private academies that tutor, and then um, with Watford and the Luton Town as the likes. So I, I, I've actually tried to go up the ranks, alhamdulillah. Um, but other than that, I, I yeah, I try to focus on other sports as well because I've always organically watched sports. It's not a thing where I just been forced to feel for one you know i've been, mm-hmm. I watched boxing since um the days of like ricky hatton and whatnot i don't know right. why he was the first boxer i got into it's so strange but like yeah so then ever since that i've always been someone that analyzes them as a whole right. um so i just thought why not create some kind of platform where you can speak about it mm. impartially and on the level you know because you can be a clickbait sometimes. You can speak of agenda sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, let's just do that on, on a way that people can discuss very organically. Um, the athletes, the the coaches, the fans, the curators. I want these kind of people involved. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's always um, fun to have an agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, think, I think you have to sometimes. I think, you know, poking poking fun into rivals and and having that is a part of human nature mm-hmm. you know you don't want to you don't want to always force you can't say respect but you don't you don't want to <laughs> force humility you know yeah yeah where, where I mean, it's not where it's not needed yeah 
Yeah, you might hear my my cat in the background at some point because yeah, he's he's, he's got some kind of separation anxiety from my scene. I've had him for a couple of months now, but yeah, that's fine, man. I mean, we're probably gonna get to the point where you hear babies crying. Cool. You know, <laughs> ice, I think the last episode we had ice cream um siren ice cream van. Yeah, yeah. So is that in Ramadan as well? Yeah, exactly, guys... man. That, what I do is actually I, I don't actually sit at home because I think at home you're you're very um. You're very susceptible to any, yeah, exactly. So I usually go outside, I lock in to, to a car or somewhere. Mm. So then you can have any, yeah, you can have a few things come, but it's not too bad where I'm at. Right. I was going to say, it sounds like you're in a car right now. Does it? It doesn't sound, it's not too audible, I can, I can tell. Wow. <laughs> I mean, That's... Uh, I've got, so where are you right now then? <laughs> I, I'm literally off a few closes away. Like okay, it's, so. it's not, it's not, it's not too bad. But the fact that you can hear that, that is a testament to your, your sonical, yeah, your I mean, sonical background. I recorded in a car before, so wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember well. <laughs> so did you play sports then growing up, other than continuing? Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of just played on on the Sunday league level, and then obviously like you know cages and goals and whatnot, mm. but not. I didn't really get the chance to maybe pursue it professionally. Yeah. And I just done other training and things like boxing and Wing Chun and whatnot, some martial arts and stuff. Right. But, sure. um, yeah, that's kind of my background, mainly coaching. Yeah. Uh, would you say you didn't get an opportunity to play professional football because of, like, just mm. in general, like, scouting opportunities and stuff available or in terms yeah. of skill? I think scouting and nurturing, I think... Mm-hmm. If I was brought into the game, perhaps maybe six, well, maybe, I don't want to say six years before, I think I started really playing around 11. So maybe around seven or eight. And I, I think I would have had more of a chance to be seen and to be developed. Mm. You know? In the area you grew up in, oh, sorry, I'm taking over here, but nah, it's fine, <laughs> in the it's area fine. you grew up in, like, what yeah. was it like in, in terms of school and stuff? What was the main sports and things yeah. like that? I would say, football's the the port of call for the youth (laughs) and then obviously if that's not on then people would probably want to either play basketball i think rugby was was pretty pretty i was gonna say because like i went to a pretty caucasian school uh, (laughs) yeah and and rugby was literally forced on us like that was the football was like the, the sport that was played in terms of like in terms of PE lessons and stuff like that yeah it was pushed the least, funnily enough. They had, Did the go- they had like um, they had like squash, yeah. um, hockey, um, not basketball. Like basketball and football, like we don't have any, any basketball teams at all. Football wow. was like something where if we could get a squad together, then we would go and play against other schools, but very rarely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then rugby was just like, yeah, this is what we're taking seriously. So, Why is that? Do you think? Like, how can? How can I don't put know, the eggs in that basket? Though? And this is North London, so it's not like somewhere that was like yeah totally uh, like away from like things. totally away from the hood and all that. Like it, it yeah. is. It, 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 there was plenty of kids yeah. from low poverty backgrounds. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, mm. I feel like there was still quite a large population of like Greek kids and stuff, um, yeah. like British kids, and like I don't know. I felt like the school Must was be. the identity was more. It related it, it more deeply into the rugby rugby culture. Yeah, and I think I, that's something that goes back then, isn't it? There must be something internally that can't mm-hmm. be 
the students present that affect or inspire yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I don't remember there yeah. being any kind of like student bodies in place that would be like taking these kind of things on. Like, what mm. kind of sports do you want to play? Is always mm. dictated by the teachers, essentially. Um, That's so actually kind of deep. Yeah. Because so, you, you're you're literally you're not thinking about where these kids want to go with sports necessarily because you have yeah. like a whole a whole like I whole often year think of about this man uh, like because my dad and my uncle who my dad's brother mm. they had quite uh, uh, especially my uncle they basically spent a large portion of their young adult life in America um, yeah especially my uncle and they're always telling us about how like sports in America is just like the way it's taken seriously compared to here is yeah. unbelievable yeah it's like second religion <laughs> yeah so like going back to branding and stuff like even university teams and stuff they have their own professional graphic designers and stuff like yeah. just for their university teams um, so it's a bit mad um, oh, and obviously yeah. there are there is a lot of issues around the university level uh, in America where they can't really take uh, professional contracts and stuff and there's yeah, a lot of yeah. uh, issues around that <laughs> so yes. it's interesting that's crazy yeah there's a lot to dive in i mean mm-hmm. it's true like you have to consider what the culture is of your students that are attending you know like mm-hmm. like like you mentioned with rugby the only time i've ever seen a rugby culture is when i went to wales for like two days i right. must have drove past i think it was the south of wales and an area called gower very nice and I see some lads in the park, like, I think four or five of them just throwing a rugby ball about really getting stuck <laughs> in. Like, I've never seen that. Like, yeah. Like, you I've, see I've it maybe professionally, that. yeah, or, or for a team, but not like casually. <laughs> I wonder, like, <laughs> do they adhere to the rules? Like, you, have to, you can only pass the ball backwards and kick it. Yeah. Like, kick it forward. You got to swing it right. Yeah. Left. I wonder, like, if they're playing casually, do they, yeah. ad- what, what kind of rules do they adhere to? Because I've never seen that, even and even though I grew mm. up, like it, like my school, it had like a rugby field mm. pretty close to it. So they would take mm. us mm. Like, out of the school grounds to the rugby field to play rugby. Um, and I never actually yeah. saw anyone playing rugby outside of school hours. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, that... and I, walked through that, I walked through that rugby field like hundreds of times because like, of the cinema on the other side. Yeah. And you never so, saw it? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's strange you know people it, are strange it is it's very strange man so i, I had a similar experience uh cage mm. football blah 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 but yeah mm. I, I, my family actually run a madrasa so they they actually had a um little playground at the back uh, um, a decade ago and yeah. i grew up playing football it was concrete in it so yeah. yeah and i i was pretty i was pretty much fresh in it because i was born in kenya so when i came <laughs> here i was playing with sandals barefoot whatever like for, for a long time but i didn't i didn't grow up that for some reason and then like when i first yeah. got my first football boots i had the the ones that you screw on the studs that you, oh, uh, you that's can screw serious off. stuff man yeah so, and you know i used to do i used to just take the studs off and i'll play on the concrete with the <laughs> with the hard soles of those wow. boots <laughs> and i remember i had like the maddest like i had one incident where i, I had like the most ridiculous graze all all down my my left side just because of me sipping on my full boots uh, oh man yeah I've, I've i've got my fair share of scars from from playing on concrete man but yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's how i, I mean, grew up concrete builds character unfortunately. Yeah, it definitely does man and it's probably the best place for expression i would say yeah yeah i agree i agree i, I was actually they before i eat i was playing with my yeah. cousin 
who's about six years old and mm-hmm. they've got a little bit of a, a little bit of concrete patch in their back garden and I, it just yeah. it, and i was playing with him for a bit it just like give you some serious yeah, nostalgic yeah, yeah. vibes because i was like man the last time Not i played true. on concrete man it was, it was a while ago it was like probably 10 years ago or something where wow. i was playing for like a prolonged period of time uh, because yeah, and 2014, 2015, I told my ACL uh, playing football. Um, but before man, that, so was, many was, of us, man. Yeah, man. Um, before that, I was getting pretty serious as well. So yeah, yeah. but uh, how was yeah, that man. recovery? Did you did you manage? To this to day, I feel like I haven't recovered, man. I, yeah. I don't feel like I've been playing football more recently over the last few months, yeah. like yeah. because I just missed the game. But um, I didn't play it since 2015, basically. So wow. this year, I played it like like before Ramadan. I played like five sessions in a row or something. Uh-huh. But before that, I hadn't played more than twice in five years. So I hear that I was proper, properly out of it. <laughs> I think with those longer term injuries, you have to kind of delegate a real six months of your life to yeah. strengthening those muscles. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? But I don't know, man. I felt like I was very lazy with my recovery. Yeah, if I yeah. took it seriously, I think I could have returned to at least like a eighty percent level, which would have been decent. But I was yeah. pretty athletic uh, back in the day. Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's too late. I wouldn't say it's too late because muscle regeneration that can happen anytime. I'm still, I'm still young. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm just today was the first day I actually hit the gym again. Like, wow, that's since good. That's before, good to know as well for for a while so uh, yeah I, I, I'm, my aim is to get back into it i'm, I'm i've even mm. signed up for a, a football tournament coming up from the 6th of june so i'm mm. I'm, I'm properly through myself back in. <laughs> but, oh man uh, yeah man. i appreciate that I, I was gonna say one thing about like you mentioned graphic designs of some of these teams mm-hmm. um where do you see the future of that like just generally like with graphic design Graphic design is an interesting one because now there's a lot of there's a lot of apps that have been designed uh, to make it easier for the general layman to to create mm-hmm. their own graphics without the need for of a graphic designer, which is a good mm-hmm. thing in my opinion because it means mm-hmm. like people that that need um, basic minor things can can go ahead and just do that themselves. Yeah. And then, like once they've reached a level where they feel like oh, I need to upgrade, then they can go hire a graphic designer. Um, yeah. And then there's also like the AI side of things where people are um, mm. have also created artificial intelligences, uh, artificial mm. intelligence um, yeah. entities to create these kind of graphics as well. Um, but mm. a lot of these things are like kind of, what do you call it, a cookie cutter kind of template kind of things, which I don't feel like is good for people who really want a unique style, unique taste to their, to their story they're trying to tell. Um, oh, I see. I feel like that's where... Is gonna lie uh, for graphic designers the, the the ones that can can make things in a different style uh, yeah. and be be able to translate people's ideas into into graphics that that like is very similar to what the person's uh, vision is. That's mm. where I feel like the good graphic designers will lie, and then where the AIs will be like, <laughs> "All right, I can do this." <laughs> um, is that kind of like following a lot of templates that are like preset rather than yeah, letting yeah. your natural you can see even with like free app like Canva, um, where yeah. it's, it's very good. I, honestly, I, I I promote it to people. Even though I'm a graphic designer, okay. I still promote it to people. I'm like, if you want to do, if you want to do some graphics, just go go ahead. There's yeah. thousands of templates on there. You can even have like logo generators on there. I think, um, mm. and that's because like when you're freelancing and stuff, when you're starting up, uh, yeah, 
you kind of want every job that comes your way, but you also yeah. don't because there's a lot of <laughs> low quality clients that you'll find that ask you for too much for too little. Um, yeah. Usually the, their needs can be catered to from uh, with the use of these kind of artificial intelligence uh, wow. apps or whatever. Um, and then the, the ones that really need something serious, they're usually the ones that, that pay more seriously and then take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they probably won't go to Canva and things like that. Um, so that, that's that's yeah. where I think it lies. But with sports, I think it's getting better. Like I think it's it's really cool, man. Because every like it's interesting because it's like this whole super league thing happened recently, and yeah. uh, like capitalism and all that. You've seen how that's getting involved in in the beautiful mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And like I saw like during that that whole super league fiasco, I saw yeah um, people talking about how kits are getting more and more expensive and they're also yeah, that's true. getting more and more kits every year <laughs> you'll see yeah, like yeah. three or four kits being released every year and before it, it wasn't true. it wasn't anything like that even the goalkeeper yeah. kits they're getting goalkeepers are getting like four kits yeah. <laughs> <So they're> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's eating from a kit perspective if you're a player but um yeah. for, as a fan like you you have to pay for these things like i remember back in the day like you'll yeah. get a, a shirt for like 40 pounds which is probably expensive but now they're like 70 yeah. pounds 80 pounds that's true um, and you have like something like i think they call stadium edition and then you have something called replica edition yeah exactly and then you're, you're then you're then uh paying your for your fifa games and whatnot and people are mm. buying fifa coins and <laughs> add-ons and whatnot and it's interesting because all of these are, are like aesthetic elements that <laughs> aren't necessary from a functional per- mm. per- uh, perspective um yeah. and i think it, it's cool to see that the sporting world has taken on Graphics is a very serious thing to improve their branding, and wow. every team now, like as soon as you like every every announcement they make has to have a graphic attached to it, and that means That's that true. there's always a graphic designer behind every single um, team. It seems now, even like low league and amateur teams I'm seeing yeah. uh, all have graphics. Like um, they they like they all have a brand. It seems mm-hmm, exactly. So everyone's got yeah. their brand, and like we've seen recent rebrandings of major teams like Juventus, who uh, they changed the whole mm-hmm. logo. And that mm. was an iconic thing because that that Juventus logo yeah. was was almost iconic, immortal. Yeah, yeah like yeah. We, we never thought that would change. Did we? And like they've mm. been through relegation and all that, and coming back up, and wow. all the scandals that they've had, and then mm. their kit changes. It's kind of like now, like mm. we're here, we're fresh, we're mm-hmm. back, and then mm-hmm. they they go on to win. Who knows how many Serie has. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this season, obviously, <laughs> yeah. they're having a bit of a blip. I'd say probably they'll probably get back to their best uh, because I feel like they they've yeah. built a real institution, you know. Wow! Um, so it, it's interesting, man. You like you're making me think of quite a few caveats to even mm-hmm. discuss. But like one of the <laughs> things, like, one one thing I was going to mention is funny. Like when when you're young, like you'd have yeah. like people in your life that ask you like, why do you keep buying the new FIFA? Essentially, like, well, why would you do that? We're telling them. That. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, what do we answer? We say, oh, yeah, uh, roster updates, kits, uh, and, and stadium. Yeah. But but what does that even truly mean? Like, in, in, right. when you when you think about it, because ball is ball ultimately. Yeah. And but and we've had yeah. arguably better FIFA games years before compared oh, to now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to uncover with FIFA as a thing. I think another issue with that is there's not much rivalry with it. It's almost like FIFA has monopolized the game now. Yeah. 
know. Uh, man, it, it's, it's, it, like, the Super League thing was so interesting to me because there, there's so many different yeah. facets that could have been like totally changed. Yeah. Like FIFA itself and then there was like Football Manager, which I'm an avid fan of. I've been playing Football Manager for like the last 10 years mm. or something. So, Are you still on that? Yeah, I'm still on that. I still bang it out, man. I'm still wow. on it. So I'm still on my Wonder Kids watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like uh, yeah, the other day yeah, when yeah. Leicester won the FA Cup, I was telling my, I was telling a friend of mine, a friend of mine, I was like, "Yo, yeah. I was, I've been watching Yuri Tiedemann since 2011." Wow, <laughs> so, uh, like, you must look into agency, man. Like, you can't waste this. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? Have. I've got yeah. a friend who's like, he was really on his football, and uh, yeah, like now he's like he's he's the same age as me. Uh, both of us 25 yeah. going 26. Um and yeah, he was chasing football for a long time. Like he, he was going Poland, he was going everywhere. Like he was, wow. he was traveling a lot on the grind to seek it. Yeah, and he was he was training, he was playing football every day almost. Um and yeah, only like in the last year or so, he's been like, All right, I don't think I'm gonna make it like that. But mm. he, now he's like trying to push into agency as well. So he's been wow. making connects and doing his thing. But he's always telling yeah. me like, why don't you jump into it as well? Like you've been doing, like you've been telling me about these kids. <laughs> Since, yeah. since we were young because like we, yeah. we would play football together all the time and then uh, he would always be like hyping up these kids yeah and uh, <clears throat> I would always be like nah nah this guy they're not that mm. great they're not that great and uh, there's only like a couple times where like the people he's banged to me that are, are like yo, I'm like yo this guy's actually good like you yeah. know Josh uh, Josh Mudger plays for him at the moment okay yeah yeah you know uh, you know him I th- yeah, I think I've come young, stri- young Nigerian striker. He so I played yeah. with him in Power League, like literally just before my injury, and like he was serious. And like yeah. that day, I remember I was playing with like a few, like four more Arsenal Academy players, yeah. like because they uh, a few people went, in my school went to the Arsenal Academy. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they fell off big in it, like they weren't serious, like the attitude mm. was crap and blah blah blah. But mm. yeah, I remember I was playing Power League with them uh, against them actually, and then. Mm. Kid Josh Maja just like joining in, and then uh, he was in my team, and my man was mm. popping. He was like thirteen then or something. Like he was popping mm. everywhere. <laughs> like I was like, "Yo, this guy is gonna become something special." Isn't it? Uh, now he's a Premier League wow. player. Like, so it's, it's interesting. But, uh, it shows you that they come, they come straight off the ground, isn't it? Like the, yeah, the possibility and the reality is there. Yeah, man. You just got, but like with him, like I saw his, like his whole family were like supporting him like constantly. Yeah, um, like his parents were always sticking to like he was playing for Sunderland, then uh, he's playing for mm. Sunderland for a while, and then uh, yeah. his parents were taking up Sunderland like on the regular, uh, mm. and like he had three brothers as well, like they were always traveling with him. So mm. it shows like you really need that support system around you if you want to really make mm. it. Um, Th- that kind of goes back to like what we discussed about origins. Like, I'm of the belief that you can be scholastic, like, meaning. You can mm-hmm. chase academia, and at the same time, you can still try to reach heights in athletics. Yeah, I, I agree. Of course, uh, I would like that for for my for anyone that that I feel like I'm in a position to mentor them, whatever. Um, yeah, because like I feel like it's always seen as a thing of one or the other. Um, uh, but then yeah. again, I also like recently I've been trying to overcome the idea of the hustle culture that we currently have in place so everyone has to hustle 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 to make it yeah like i've, I've been trying to rid myself of that bit i've been talking about it a, a, quite a while because i'm I, i've been saying like 
like to my from, to my own um level of success in my own opinion i'm like why why aren't i where i want to be at this age and then mm-hmm. I, I i have this idea which is deeply in, uh, rooted in football because i'm like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not anywhere where i want to be and i'm i'm 25 mm. <laughs> so i'm like why am i not there and it's kind of like this idea that if you're 30 in football then you're you're close you're nearing your retirement and i'm like That's if you're true. 25 then you're established first team player and and wow. like now i'm like trying to get rid of that idea in my head because it yeah. puts a lot of pressure on me to perform and then yeah. I'm like constantly going through cycles of really pushing myself 24-7, like like packing my schedule, like jam packing my schedule, like with my own learning and development and also uh-huh. my own content creation. And yeah. then I'm never really making time for myself and then I end up burning out over and over again. And it's been happening to wow. me for the last few years. And I would say even in the last six months, I've been pushing myself, like we're making videos every week, every uh, yeah. podcast every week. And then we did it for six months and then we kind of like we had Ramadan and then the last couple of weeks I feel like I've hit another burnout and now mm. I'm, I'm like really trying to identify the root cause of this because I don't agree I don't like it happening I don't enjoy it and I want to mm. like get to a point where I'm just like stable where and I can identify mm. when I need to rest and when I need to work mm. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to be a bit more um, aware of my mental health and also trying to yeah. push that to younger people as well like yeah i want you to work hard and hustle mm-hmm. and like I, I believe you can mm-hmm. do it like scholastically like you said and yeah um from a sporting perspective but mm. i think there there really needs to be a fine balance and it's, it's, it's tough mm. nowadays <laughs> mm. now my brother that that's one of the things i was trying to get to like we at the time of this recording we're just coming off the back of uh, mental health awareness week so like talking about detachment and talking about the times where you actually have to lock in because like you're saying you know you're booking and shifts you're booking is a lot of uh, a lot of sessions with various types of recording various types of editing yeah. so it's all about that balance ultimately between work and play and rest yeah yeah it, I, I think it's it's very it's a very fine line man but uh i feel like like we just have to look back at nature and how we create as well like everything yeah. happens in seasons you know uh, yeah like i feel like you need to really need to listen to your body um mm. like when your eyes are hurt and you're getting headaches all the time like you gotta realize yeah. like <laughs> that's not normal that's, that's a, not that's the yeah, re- that's, that's a, a reaction reason. that's a symptom yeah. so you gotta be looking at uh, like what's the cause yeah. of this and like 90 percent of the time we could probably spend a bit less time on on certain things like social media. I was actually gonna make a video about this, like just getting back our focus is yeah. what I wanted to make a video about. Like yeah, probably if you spend less time on social media and 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 more time like exercising or whatever, you probably have a bit less stress and a bit more mental clarity. Um, That's it, It's all it's all intrin- like intrinsically interlinked, and mm. I think I think it's important to just be able to listen to your body and and then react to it when when you can see the signs uh, and like that's something that that's mm. taken a long time for me to learn you know mm. now i can appreciate that sentiment man like I, i'm i'm really <laughs> thinking about how that all works out within the individual mm. and another thing that you mentioned was about the prime of an individual i think right. <laughs> a lot of things that have to be understood especially in our lanes of creativity what yeah. one person i was watching the other day was jerry lorenzo he, he was having like a, a podcast about how he started a fear of god and all that because i'm kind yeah. of interested on the fashion side a little bit as well so i, yeah. I wanted to see like 
what drives him, why does he want to create the way he does, whatever. And he actually, I think he he was working for the LA Dodgers. He was um, in sports marketing, you know, he was all qualified up or whatnot. But at the age of 35, he just made a turn. He said, you know what? I think I'm going to do something for me. I think I'm going to take this lane of, of fashion, mm-hmm. you know? So then he kind of, he goes through the ranks. He works with um, Virgil Abloh. I think he worked with Kanye for a while. He he done like the whole nine yards with all the fashion weeks and that. And he started such a thing around that age. Right. And a lot of it's kind of similar to what you're saying about intrinsically, because he kind of follows that mantra of minimalism or whatnot in his designs. Right. So a lot of it has to come from what you define to be important from yourself, especially when you create art, when you create imagery. Mm. You know, and, and it has to be organic. You can't overdo it. You can't do it to timelines or deadlines all the time. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it depends on the person but yeah man like we're not we're not machines <laughs> um, and like when we're constantly yeah. pushing ourselves in that way usually yeah. it's to our own detriment at the end like yeah. like when i have six months of creative work i don't feel like i'm constantly creating good work and wow. i don't feel like i'm like pushing myself in a, in a way that Mm. Um, I'm really stretching my boundaries and showing people what I can do. Um, kind of like just staying on a level, and I feel like there is like an incremental increase in in quality every time, and and, and yeah. efficiency definitely. Um, like I was saying, uh, Ray, he goes by my my co-founder. He, his yeah. his government is 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 hidden nowadays, but uh, <laughs> that, that's calm. Yeah. So I was telling him about how, um, like in the beginning, I'll take like a day or two, like a, literally a day just to record a, a short video and yeah. that 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 would like have me like i'll be like sitting there in front of the camera like yeah. i'll have a whole script written out and then i'll be going through the script and I'll, I'll be like speaking to the camera and then i'll scrap the mm. whole thing and then i'll try it again and again and again and then at mm. the end i might not even use the script and then that will take like a whole day of recording and then yeah. i might not even like that so the next day i might come back and say all right i'm recording again the same thing and yeah. that might be a, be a three minute video that's taken forty eight yeah. hours just to record, and then yeah. the edit the editing takes even longer. Um, but then mm. it got to a point where I, I was able to record and edit and put it out on the same day, uh, and within like six hours or something. Um, wow! And and I was impressed with that. I was really happy with that. But I, 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 then I started thinking about it, like to what detriment is that? <laughs> because I feel like I'm cutting corners with the quality quite a lot. And mm. I want to also t- take time, like content creation is a thing, but also like mm. I see my things, I see my work as art. So yeah, like, I don't feel like you can rush art. Like you can't yeah. rush things all the time. Um, like you can't wow. go from an amateur to a pro overnight. Yeah. So like things take time. Like if you want to show people your best work, you mm. got to take your time with it as well. So we've been kind of thinking about it like, over the last few weeks. We don't want to put so many deadlines on ourselves. We want to... Um, be creating things Mm. consistently but um Mm -hmm. making sure that we're also happy with the work that we're putting in and our own development Mm. nah that's something for anyone that's listening to really contemplate the fact that you have to find that fine balance between you know organic art like you're saying versus Mm. routine and repetition that also can help to build your work ethic (laughs) essentially Mm -hmm. so you have to fine-tune the balance 
it depends on on the cycle you're in. I, 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 I yeah. obviously believe is, is a strong word, but I, I like to follow the idea that we all go through cycles in so many different ways, and it depends on what mm-hmm. cycle you're in. Um, mm. I've been kind of thinking about it recently. Uh, I've seen that a lot because I've been in a very introspective mood during Ramadan, of course. Alhamdulillah. Uh, I've had my own health issues, so I've been thinking about things a lot, which is yeah. what led me to join the gym again and um, talking mm. about these kind of things now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, cycles, like we we go through a lot of times where we're struggling through life financially, uh, morally even, where we have yeah. certain situations and we're not sure what to do with them. Um, yeah. And we feel like failures at the time, maybe, or we feel like we've done made the wrong decision, and mm-hmm. all of these are, are for me are like character building. Like life isn't isn't ever going to be perfect, <laughs> so yeah. you've got to be ready to embrace those those harsh moments, and wow. you also got to be ready for when you're you're going to be doing well. But you don't want to be embracing the highs too much or embracing the lows too much. Lows too much, yeah. Um, it's, a common, it's a common, it's a common, like is a pretty well known quote in it. Especially in, in like uh-huh. the sports industry in America, from what I've seen, like don't don't, mm. don't take the highs too much, don't take the lows too much. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really important to understand that. And then when mm. you do, you've got to then be able to understand what kind of cycle of creativity should you push on yourself. Like if I'm going through mm. lows all the time at the moment, should I be pushing myself through <laughs> constant mm. work? Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends, but I don't think so. Mm. Um, like when I'm doing well and things are a bit easy, like easy, that's when I should mm-hmm. probably be pushing myself. And then wow. that's that's when, like, I have more of a blanket, a lot, a bit more of cushion to to mm. fall back on when mm. when I'm when I need to rest up. You know, mm. I like that. You know, the way you mentioned the highs and the lows because mm. it goes back to how dynasties are created, how people are able to make great achievements successively. Right, you know, that's something. And, that's something. This is why I love sports because you can always link things back to sports. <laughs> I know, I know, like, I know. Like, like Chelsea, right now, you're yeah. both, both, both teams, men and women's teams uh, in Champions League final. I think the women's <laughs> team lost, right? Yeah, they lost yesterday, man, four uh, zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens, <laughs> right? but uh, well, yeah. with the men's team, like you guys won Champions League in what 2012, 2013? Yeah, yeah. And uh, now we'll see what happens, but it just shows like uh, United, Man United has also been crap since Ferguson's left. But mm. I feel like we're, we're now starting to build something again, in, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, I feel like we're putting some cool like structures around the team that, that's helping yeah. the team be a bit more balanced and stable. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not an Oli, you know, Oli Arthur, but uh, I feel like he's doing a good job in terms of bringing in the right personnel for, for stability. Mm. Mm. And we haven't had that stability for a long time, and, and that's what I like to see. Uh, mm. I feel like Chelsea is going through that a bit more now as well, which is what has yeah. led to this Champions League, Champions League final, I would say. Yeah, especially after like losing such a player like Hazard, for example. So, wow, and, yeah. and now you've got the Warriors as well. <laughs> what what <laughs> yeah. a last what a turbulent last couple of years it was for them. <laughs> that's crazy, actually. So, you're supporting kind of two teams in flux. I mean, I'm, I'm not support, I don't really support any basketball teams, if I'm being yeah. honest. I, I, just, I just follow the admiring the trends and admire them. Yeah, I, I've, I've always yeah. been a Kobe fan, so like growing up, I was always a Lakers guy, but then, yeah, when I heard there was a sport United and Lakers, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, Can it be any worse, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What, so what do you I'm, think about I'm that? Like, that. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say, what, what do you think about that then? You know, like how you have certain guys, they they will follow a player and wherever right. that player moves versus uh, uh, someone that 
cares for a franchise? I think it's a bit weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it is a bit weird. I don't know, man. I feel like it's like uh, if it depends on if that's like your primary sport. I don't know. I feel yeah. like if that's like your primary sport, you should have a team. Like you yeah. shouldn't be switching about like that. I don't know why, but yeah, I've always grown yeah. up with that, that kind of mentality. But uh, yeah. if it's just like a casual thing, like me, I, I watch basketball when I can, and yeah. mostly during the playoffs, as, as most casual fans do. Yeah, so yeah. I, I follow certain players, but for the most part, I, I generally follow the whole league and just enjoy like mm. seeing good players play. Uh, like, like for yeah. example, like Jokic, like, even when you have. Um, like the fantasy leagues that we participated in before, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like Jokic, for example, had him in my team last year, and I've always liked mm. his style, like the European style, like the passing and stuff. Like, I've always been mm. a big fan of players with like vision like that, yeah. Um, so, so I think it depends, but yeah, I think if you're an avid basketball fan, you should, or well, football fan, you should have a team, man. Uh, but I yeah. think that the whole stand culture is a bit weird, man. <laughs> stand culture, man. Yeah, so like even in football too, when you're seeing all these guys with the, like their profile pictures are certain player, yeah. their username yeah. is certain player. Yeah. Like, bro, come on, man, <laughs> you're a grown do man. You think, do you think, yeah, that goes back to man's innate desire to revere something? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a deep question there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I just feel like they're being weird. Um, I don't know. Man. I, I think that's a, that's a nice one because like growing up, always. Like been told yeah. they should have good role models and stuff, and like, mm. I, 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 I was the oldest in a big family, I'm the, like oldest mm. brother in a big family, so I was always mm. being pushed in that role model kind of direction. Like people, yeah. the, all your youngers are going to be watching you all the time, so you got to be on point all the time. So I've mm. always had that idea myself, like who's my role model because I haven't got an old brother, mm. uh, two old sisters, but like obviously in our cultures that's that's not someone like you take as a role model like that you know even though i yeah. do like i admire them and respect like especially mm-hmm. like them being mothers as well so i respect them a yeah. lot but um like male role models i think are something that society is lacking uh, in a lot of different places there there yeah. is a few but um i think it, it, kids kind of um like tends tends to lean towards like certain sportsmen that they admire. Mm-hmm. For example, if their skills if their skill level is good and and they yeah. generally stand for good things, like morally, then usually kids yeah. kind of lean towards that. Like Marcus Rashford, for example, obviously, mm-hmm. this last couple mm-hmm. of years he's been doing some great work off the field and on the Honestly. field. He'd be one of my favorite players. Uh, mm. uh, like I was actually there for his debut, you know, in Old Trafford. Wow! Uh, in the Europa League, uh, in twenty like. In Louis Van Gaal's uh, time, uh, around twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah, I, I was there with, with my friend that I mentioned before. He's going into agency now, so I, I had no idea because yeah. I was following uh, the United team quite a lot, the youth team quite a lot, but I, I didn't yeah. expect him to be this good or this talented. Uh, he, he's frustrating at times, but yeah, I think for the large part, he's he's yeah. been plus honestly. So yeah, it, like now he's doing his 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 stuff off the field and then. There are other players that do some good stuff off the field as well. Um, yeah. But then you got other situations where, like LeBron James, where a lot of people revere him. But then his like, mm. stance on like the whole China situation and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. I, I kind of agree to that. Like, yeah, when you think about it, like role models are what we're lacking for most, for the most part. So mm. uh, yeah, it, it, when when people are creating football accounts like dedicated to this kind of people, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't blame them too much. I think it goes back to what we said about, you know, agenda and clickbaiting. I think if you're always going to speak of agenda, then suddenly you're going to overlook 
you know, morality a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, right. agenda needs to be controlled to some degree, <laughs> or else, yes, you know, yes. there's no bounds. What else needs to be controlled is stats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, uh, right, the appreciation of stats. The, the, the obsession with stats at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, the eye test is, is like, it seems like people have just totally forgotten about it. Like, true. you can look at a player and, and see that he's performing well without him having, like, the most goals and assists. Like, Michael yeah. Carrick, for example, is one of my favourite players growing up. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was a fantastic like, central defensive midfielder who, who uh-huh. could dictate the play and he could uh-huh. pass with both feet and he could actually shoot yeah. when he wanted to. Um, but yeah. his stats weren't amazing. <laughs> he's usually the guy that was yeah. passing to the guy getting the assist. It's true. Uh, and like he's, now you've got Thiago Alcantara, for example. He's I think he's yeah. a fantastic player, but he's not yeah. getting the stats like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, look at Allison the other day scored a fantastic header. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. Now, people have been dropping all these jokes. Uh, he's got more goals away than William. He's got more goals yeah. away than Martial. More goals than Kovacic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> For real, yeah, for real. it's nah. interesting, man. Like, so yeah. uh, there's a few things in the sports uh, sports world, man. Like, yeah. the culture, uh, the stats culture is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember that era, like um, early 2000s, you had guys like Nedved winning the Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. I don't think he averaged more than ten goals that season. Mm-hmm. You know, there are tons of players. Like, even Hazard is more recent example. Yeah. Like, he wasn't banging like twenty goals, twenty assists every season yeah. like that. Yeah, like it's funny because. What do you think about Bruno Fernandes right now? <laughs> uh, he's he's impactful. Like, okay, if, sh- strip away even the stats for this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a leader for this team. Yeah. They're actually relying on him. So what do you, you know, think about that's him as a That's what the eye test. As a player, I mean, you might not say he's the most technically efficient, but mm-hmm. he's got the drive. He's got endurance. You know, these are other things that account for him, you know. So I, I right. think he's a good player, man. He's someone right. to admire. I think... Yeah. I think people, the majority of rival fans are lying to themselves if they're saying that he's a bad player. <laughs> a lot oh, of yeah, can't say genuinely think he's a bad player. Like they, they nah. put it down to like they, they really believe it. Even United yeah. fans, I've seen United fans uh, dislike him quite a bit. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I think it's very weird. Um, I think but... there's some players, bro. Like they reach a status where when they do their job so efficiently, they're gonna garner like dislike, like Gattuso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah. like him if you're playing against him in those games. Yeah, 100%. Roy Keane, for example, even. Like, yeah. there's, like <laughs> people need to <laughs> really balance these agendas, like you said. Like, yeah. Watch the player for 90 minutes and tell me he's mm. a bad player. Like, mm. he, the guy, since he, he's joined, he's probably had two games where he hasn't had an impact. Wow. Like, the majority of the time, he's he's doing something. Like, even if he's poor for the whole game, like, then he might just come up with a, an assist that wins the game for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, that says it all. Yeah, so like it's interesting. I think what like the the difference is between him and some like other talented players in his position or uh-huh. his drive, like you said, his work rate. Like he yeah. doesn't stop trying to create. Like he's all like, yeah. He's got serious work ethic in terms of creation. Because mm. I, I, you know, I, I've been thinking about this a lot as well. Like creatives as a general, yeah. uh, in general, are pretty soft. Like mentally, like if they, something doesn't go right for True. them. They put their heads down and like they're like, all right, I'll try again next time. But for now, wow. like, I'm just gonna go hide. Like wow. even like in the creative world and from an artistic artistic perspective, nowadays yeah. people get so intimidated by how people view them when they're posting on their socials or whatever. Yeah, they don't ha- have a certain amount of likes or whatever. They they, they regard the artwork as a as a failure. That's um, deep. I do it myself sometimes, but at the end of the day, you gotta decide for yourself what's a success and what's a failure. Like, did you really mm. enjoy it? 
and like football wow. has a deep creative element to it, you know. Wow. And, like that's where I feel like he's he's succeeding, you know. It's got like it goes back to the whole balancing ethic mm-hmm. versus you know raw creativity. Exactly, I I would say the same yeah. for like Kevin De Bruyne. I really like him as a player. I, I feel like he's yeah. got serious work ethic as well. Like he doesn't yeah. stop trying either. Like, if you're playing against KDB, you know yeah. at some point he's playing a ball past you that that is going to latch onto. That's you. troubling. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and like that, that's that's tough to defend against. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Um, like that's 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 the players that like, I think have longevity have longevity. Like they're gonna be yeah. around for a while because they just don't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've taken a lot of perspective from you. I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I wanted to kind of know what would be your world. We can do one for football and basketball. So your top five. I, mean, I don't know enough about basketball. I, Wait, I don't like to lie about it. Think. <laughs> At so, the moment, you mean? Yeah, you can do it at the moment. Cool. I know after the playoffs, it'll be more clear because then you can see, all right, this guy was successful because he reached this stage. Like, nah, let's... We'll do football first because um, we've been talking about that for a minute. So then mm-hmm. basketball after that, maybe. Okay, sure. So your, your top 11. Okay. So sign from the keeper. Man, this is disappointing because I, I really love the hair, but for the last five years, <laughs> he's really fallen off dramatically. Like, dramatically. <laughs> Uh, back in the, like like post Fergie yeah. up until Mourinho came, yeah, he was single handedly saving our seasons season in season out. We could have probably been yeah, yeah. Arsenal are now. Like that was if without the here, we would have been there every season. I reckon that's deep. Like, but over the last five years, he's been he's been really poor, man. It's, it's really disappointing to see. Uh, and like, I, I have to give it to I don't know, man, because Addison this season without a great defense mm. behind him, he hasn't been too great. But yeah. You're, you're saying world excel or Premier League excel? Like, I mean, in the world, bro, world eleven. Okay. Premier League, maybe another time we'll do that. Maybe if we get you on a part two or something. All right. Okay, then I'll, I might have to give it to Oblak then, in goal. All right. Um, and then right back. You know, it depends on what you want, man. But if you right, want the right want? back, you don't have to have a right back. What do I want? Yeah. I want. I want. I want a right back. I, I'm. Right back. I'm gonna give it to Trent. If I'm building my best excel. I want a right back. Yeah. Ball. I'm gonna have two defenders that can cover him anyway. It's cool. Um, I'll give it to Trent. Trent. And then, yeah. Um, Centre backs. I'm gonna give it to Van Dijk, and then Ruben right. Diaz. I like that. And then left back. At the moment, I'm not taking it, giving it to anyone but Luke Shaw because I think he's been fantastic this season. Wow, Luke Shaw coming in. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, you, I, no, I, I, I don't go for English uh, Englishmen because uh, I think I think they're a bit overrated. But yeah, Luke Shaw, yeah. I want to give it to him. Uh, and then here's where it starts to get tough. I think. <laughs> mm. uh, like I, I usually like to play like if I'm playing football, I usually like to play like a deep line playmaker or whatever. And then one yeah. like ball winning midfielder, like one box yeah. box that can score goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I play the number ten that that has some flair with him, and like. This mm-hmm. season, like I said, Bruno has been fantastic, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. Uh, wow. Let me, let me say two CMs and one cam, um, so I can fit more, fit more attackers. Um, mm. two CMs. I'm going to have to give it to Kante. I'm going to put Kante and Pogba together. Because I, I feel like Kante can cover Pogba's deficiencies. And, wow. and Pogba, like, if he's, if he's with someone like that, I feel like he can recreate. Really and I don't think he's that bad defensively as people claim to, to, to like he is. Like, it depends yeah, on if he yeah. really wants to play or not. That's why. That's why I see Pogba. Mm. <laughs> so you got the France pairing. Yeah, I got the France pairing, and then 
I'm gonna because here's where it comes like like the last 20 years, I don't know, the last 15 years, Ronaldo and Messi have been unbelievable, but now <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I'll have to play Messi. I think mm. I'll have to play Messi and I'll play Lewandowski ahead of him. So Messi at camp with Lewandowski ahead of him. Wow. Um and then right wing and left wing, that's all I'll do. I'll have two wingers. I really like Jaden Sancho. I really like Whoa. Man pulled out the Sancho. Yeah, I really like you know what? I'm going I'm going young but I'm going uh, audacity here. I'm going Sancho and Rashford. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. Let me think about that's that. Again. Questionable because Liverpool have Salah as well. I think yeah. I think he's underrated in his ability. Uh, slightly yeah. underrated, like by rival fans, they seem to kind of underplay his ability. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is this so? You have no PSG boys. Oh, okay, okay. Mbappe's going in. And Neymar, that's it. Final. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks. okay, this is what you said. Yeah, you said all black, yeah. and then Trent. Yeah. Uh, Van Dyke Diaz, and yeah. then you you put Luke Shaw. Yeah. And then your midfield is Kante, Pogba, and I think yeah. you have kind of Messi drifting and an attacking mid kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Lewandowski up top, yeah. and I think you want Neymar on the left, and yeah. on the right, who do you want, Sancho or Mbappe? Mbappe, Mbappe. That is a delicious okay. eleven. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that, that's acceptable. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why there's a few players that, that missed my. Missed my eye. <laughs> Come on, man! Yeah. You can't forget the drip, my brother. The the branding that these guys have is unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to see Pogba in PSG. Like, I kind of want him Bruh. to go there, I, I, like just to see how he performs with them. Like, and I feel like the branding is going to be like off the charts. If Pogba that would goes be PSG and has Mbappe and Neymar with him. <laughs> That's organic branding, my brother. Like, no one needs to touch that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But still, like with the PSG, the way they've been branding over the last few years, yeah. with their kits, like, yeah, I can see that. And he's a local lad. Country. Exactly. Yeah, he's exactly. a local lad and, you know, mm. that what, whole what, thing. What about, what about you? Uh, if you could give a quick one. My, my team of the year? Mm. Okay, quickly, I would probably go the same. I'd say all black at the back. I've mm-hmm. been an admirer of him, the way he controls the Madrid, the Madrid defence. That, that's something itself. Okay, yeah. on the right, can I even go with Trent, man? Mm. Um, I'll probably still say he's the best right back, offensively at least. Yeah, I don't I know about I, going the other way. Going the other way, he's poor, but uh, yeah, I, I, have, I think I have enough cover for him. Mm. And then the, I think Reese James probably needs a year or two development still until mm-hmm. I can say he's that guy. So I'll still right. go with Trent. Right. And then I'll have the same centre back pairing as you. I think those two are clear really yeah. clear now yeah. I think Ramos is maybe number three yeah I think he's kind of a little bit but he's there still yeah yeah so it's those two um it, I, I would have had that boy from Juventus man but he's not quite hitting the strides man who um oh, the Dutch one Delicht. yeah Delicht. yeah 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 I mean I, I don't think you can include him at all I don't think he's in question I yeah, don't think yeah. that you can because yeah, since he's joined, he hasn't been yeah. as good as we expected. But based on talent, yeah. like from, yeah. as a young defender, there's not probably any younger defenders that are, are as good as yeah. him. And 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 they just kind of missed the league title as well, bro. And they didn't mm-hmm. progress far in the Champions League. So yeah, Diaz Van Dyke on the left. I'll, I'm gonna go the Canadian, bro. Alfonso, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, 
It's a good yeah, shot. Just a good think shot. He's raw talent and he can defend. He, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, 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 I think for my midfield, I'll go with Kante and then Pogba and then De Bruyne. Okay. Because efficiency the brainer, yeah they work <laughs> and there's creativity there still yeah yeah and the front three i might just go oh, this is hard to say i'll go mbappe lewandowski and messi Oof. you can't drop messi man you can't drop messi <laughs> you can't i know even if he wants to drop in the mid or just collect the ball from the defense or whatever let him do everyone man i need to see like a lot of excited like Play against each other, like I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe we see the cherry games, but I just need to see something like that in real life. <laughs> I need to see it once a year, yeah. like, once every four years, or whatever. I don't care, but I need nah, to see you're it. right. Yeah, you're right, man. But Mohammed, I think with, with you, we'll probably have to get you on a part two. I'm not sure if we're gonna get you with a mutual or alone. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm down whenever, man. I, I love to do yeah. that. It's been organic, you know. I wanted you to kind of bring in your perspective how you've been and how, how you, the things that have affected you as a person yeah, and just to speak that. about it like on a real level you know yeah appreciate that we haven't caught up on um, well, so it's good yeah if you want to plug yourself one more time i think that'd be appreciated too yeah sure um so like i said the blueprint it's the brand that's what i'm pushing at the moment i've also always had the inspire brand on the side um well that's what where i started with my graphic design podcast and stuff where we were reading a book a week on the podcast and we were talking about yeah. it in the, in the podcast so that was really fun and we're actually going to start mm. that again soon uh, how'd so you start that again for the people uh, yeah i'm all here that. i'm here for my incorrect spellings all over the graph uh inspire <laughs> i-n-s-p-y-r-e uk yeah. and then the blueprint the blu print um and yeah you can find me on youtube on blueprint and yeah in my mm. visuals on the socials twitter instagram wherever and that seems to be in the nft world but for we'll talk, we'll talk about that on another day i guess yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have to get to that point definitely it's been an amazing episode once again thank mm-hmm. you for anyone locking in game iq inshallah we'll see you next week hopefully man i appreciate it Mohammed. assalamu alaikum my brother i'll catch you soon thank you bro